Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, I need to do a be-real. Oh, it came one minute. I want to do it with the podcast in it, though. You know? Be-real's cool. Um, ting, 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 ting. Do me and Ben. You can do your smile a little bit later, you see. Yeah. Oh my god. So look. My smile is pretty, pretty, pretty whack. It's no joke, says the Daily Mail. Half of us can't recall the last time we laughed. Oh, yes, that's a very sad story. You were meant to laugh then, because, um, to give everyone a giggle, because your infectious laughter is... I, I have to give a comic performance so that you <laughs> laugh. No, that's horrid. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> we need... We might think we're known for our sense of humour. We, who? Daily Mail readers? Yeah. I think it means British people, but... <laughs> we might think we're known yeah. for... No, surely it's your racism. Well, if Daily Mail readers can be judged by people in below-the-line comments, the Daily Mail has... No sense of humour whatsoever. We might think we're known for our sense of humour, but nearly half, 42%, good maths, uh, of Britain say they can't remember the last time they laughed out loud, according to a survey. The average Briton laughs only three times a week. I just think that's not true. How can you it's... only... I would die if I only laughed three times a week. Yeah, no, no, you laugh absolutely... The whole point of this podcast is just I the sound of you everything. cackling. <laughs> yeah. Um, you laugh for three times a minute. And 32% believe they haven't as much as giggled in the past month. 69% of those. I mean, obviously, service. But we're going to come to the end. Well, who's it going to be sponsored by? Because this, this is... A dentist. Because be, this is the kind of story which only gets in the paper because it's been sponsored. Yeah. Laugh, it'll be a breath thing, a Listerine. You said dentist, but I'm going Listerine or... Zai Bennett from Broadcaster Sky, which commissioned the research to promote ah. its comedy programmes. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I'm thinking we're going to try and provide some laughs for this, this nation in depleted laughter. And, and obviously people go, oh, there's not much to laugh about because of mm. Brexit. And, and obviously there's obviously lots of grim news all the time. But, we no, have- but people, you still see people walking into doors and stuff. That's what's funny. <laughs> I mean, the funniest things that have ever happened to me have been my children. Although it does say there that people laugh at, at, at things that their children did. I'm afraid the funniest things that I've ever seen in my life are where my sort of children have sort of not hurt themselves, but sort of <laughs> walk, fallen over or walked into things. Well, when, he, when Sam was two and he ran round around the bed and then fell and banged his head on the corner of the... No, he was doing... That was, that and he had a black eye like a rainbow. Yeah, for no, that, that wasn't was funny at all. Funny. No, that, that wasn't funny. But when Kitty um, Ab was, was so engrossed by the television that she absentmindedly walked into a door, she didn't hurt herself. She kind of bounced off it and, 
and laughed because it was because she'd been so sort of engrossed by the television that she just sort of walked into the store. I mean, that was very funny. When we, when we walk into the pub to the Red Line and Sun the other day, walking along and Sam just went splat. No, that was my birthday two years ago. That was also very funny. We were walking out of the pub and um, Sam just sort of... Sam, <laughs> Sam just fell over. I didn't, again, didn't hurt himself, but fell over. And then stood up and just went, I'm fine. And just kept on walking. So what I love about that is that's the worst anecdote anyone's ever told. Uh, but nonetheless, you're laughing away, so people might be chuckling away. But the idea, we walked out of the pub and Sam fell over, and then one laughs at oneself. But it was just, um, it was just really funny. Funnier and, than but then I, just, I, think that fast, I think that people falling over is very funny. Um, anyone would think you couldn't concentrate on something for a moment. What's that? Hoo, hoo, hoo. This is the bit, this is how I'm trying to introduce what we want to talk about this week, which mm-hmm. is the ADHD mania diagnosis the bonkersness the, the, the scourge and like we, do we have to parenthesize this with mental health issues are really important and we take them seriously and well, if any that, ADHD is not a mental health issue it's a psychiatric issue and that's slightly different right. from mental health I mean look I was going to go oh look who's having trouble concentrating it must be ADHD mm-hmm. it's like they were for a long time People would go, oh, I'm so OCD, it's my OCD. Right. Because people want to have a diagnosis for something. An obsessive compulsive disorder, I guess, must be a real thing that is genuinely debilitating for the tiny, tiny number of people that genuinely genuinely have it. As a child, I had to do everything in twos and fours, and it took a long time to get through it. Went on into, into my 20s, and if I walked along a corridor on my left hand, sort of brushed the wall, I'd have to turn around and walk back the other way and brush it with my hand. And if... You know, if I trod on a line with my left foot, I'd have to do it with my right foot. I had to even things out. And f- or would something bad happen? Or you just had to? Yeah, it just became a thing. And there were twos and yeah. fours. And it was just a little bit odd. And I was a little bit, I suppose as a child, I was a little bit uncomfortable in my skin. So I had a bit of an evening things up there. But now people go, oh, I'm so OCD because they right. want pity and sympathy. And it seems to me that ADHD is the big thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these celebrities, you know. There are lots of celebrities, Johnny Vegas. Yeah, yeah. um, Has come out with it. There was someone else this week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, they just identify as uh, sort of creative, jittery people. (laughs) But generally speaking, you know, people people are wanting to find excuses for things. So do you remember there there were sex addicts? And they were only ever diagnosed after screwing 100 people who weren't their wife. And then they say, I'm a sex addict. And they had to get sympathy. That's probably a facet of ADHD as well. when famous people, when busted doing something, would check themselves into a clinic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's because of this. It's a bit like Dominic Raab. Hugo Rifkin wrote a very good column, the bullying, the not bullying. Yeah. Hugo wrote a column just saying, he's obviously just a bit of a twat. Yeah. He's, like a, he's a mean person. There are loads of them and Raab well, is, is one. It is, absolutely, it, ab- it is absolutely part of a cult and a culture of pathologising everything. And this is where... Am I allowed to bring in Dr. Max? Yes, I'm, 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 Dr. I'm, Max I'm, Pemberton, who's an economist in a... In well, this is why we're talking about it. it was who, a I, who, I, who, I, who I absolutely love. Dr. Max, if you listen to the podcast, just call me. Just call me. It's Come on and be a guest. It's fine. So he's an NHS psychiatrist and he writes a column and he's always very interesting about everything. And this week, uh, he wrote a piece about how his clinic is now swamped with people saying that they've got ADHD. And what did he say? In 30 years in practice, I've never once saw an ADHD. Well, it's actually 20 because he's not that old. So he's 20 years of seeing literally no one with ADHD in my clinic. I now come across it all the time. And he's like, what's going on? And then he says, according to the test, I've got ADHD too. Ludicrous exclamation mark. Well, this is the thing because 
there are these collections of things. People, people who go. Oh, and it, sorry, sorry. One more thing I wanted to add. Sorry, that, that it's very important that he's saying yeah. is that, that a lot of the people he sees with ADHD have had a private diagnosis, and that's quite significant. The, the difference between an NHS diagnosis of anything and a private diagnosis of anything is quite significant, particularly with psychiatric. It's time issues. and money. Uh, yeah. having lots of well, having two or three very close friends and relatives who are autistic. Uh, we know that the diagnosis which takes two years on the NHS costs £2,000 privately but only takes six weeks so you can translate a year on the NHS to a thousand pounds and you can get it yeah. and obviously if, you, if you're a celebrity with ADHD you can't possibly wait two years yes uh, also because the NHS will probably tell you to fuck off they will tell you to fuck off uh, because they just say fess up to your to your failings but the idea that if you're creative and if you're a comedian and if you're a, that in some way you know that you're an ability to go you bet you find the quotidian humdrum too boring to cope with that's the truth, yeah. is that you've got to drink, you've got to fuck, you've got to perform on stage, and mm. everything else you can't tolerate. It's not because you're ADHD, it's because it, life is boring. Well, some of them are. Some of them, but the, but the, the, problem, the problem with diagnoses for ADHD and, and also ASD, Autistic Spectrum Disorder, they are quite... Um, I've seen the process with ASD reasonably sort of close up, and it is just much more vague than you think it is. So what they have is an algorithm and they have a questionnaire. And they will have a 1,000 questions or 2,000 questions. So when people yes. go, and then as we know, our experience of, of, of people, of, of, of our close experience of autism, is that you tell anyone else and they go, oh, I'm a bit autistic too. Yeah. Everyone thinks they are because they, go, because they quite like sitting alone and reading. Dr. Yeah. Max thinks that people, are, that it's a bit of a scam. He's saying that the people in the business are diagnosing it a whole industry has sprung up in diagnosing people with ADHD. It's very profitable for psychiatrists and psychologists, and there's a stream of people who will pay handsomely to get a diagnosis. And Dr. Ma- Dr. Max makes a very good point. He says sometimes people arrive, they're sort of twitchy, and they can't complete tasks. And I'm paraphrasing now. He says, if they just got off their phones yeah, for five seconds. Yeah, that's he's Get off your fucking phone. Yeah. But assessments can cost anything from £800 to several thousand. Then there's the ongoing treatment, which often includes private prescriptions for medication. Only psychiatrists can prescribe. And then he goes on to say, there's nothing wrong with you. Just get off your phone. I thought I would Google ADHD. Yeah, because if anyone's likely to have ADHD, it's you, right? And when you Google ADHD, you yeah. get the NHS, which is good. But if you do Google ADHD test, mm-hmm. you immediately get... ADHD test online clinical partners, and this is clinicalpartners.co.uk. Beneath that, do I have ADHD? Take our simple quiz from psychom.net. Below that, adult ADHD survey, ADHD UK. Then, then you go down, and there, the ads are enormous. Attitude mag. Uh, no, attitude mag. I thought it was attitude for a minute, which is their <laughs> No, that's just on your favourites. <laughs> attitude. I'll have you know I was a pin up in attitude mag a long time ago. Um, <laughs> Attitude mag, ADHD, do I have HD? So look, it's just, it's people go online and test. But my column this week, I think, should be my responses to these tests. So question one, so I think there's 10 questions. I find it difficult finishing a task or project. Never, rarely, sometimes, often, very often. Never? I finish everything I start, right? Okay. But tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to do this wrong. Well, I don't fucking know. You tell well, no, me. You know me better. You know me. You, always... you make such a fuss about how you finish every task that you start. So I do. I find it difficult to organise myself or a task. No. Correct? What? Honestly, I'm just, I'm just I'll do it quite quickly. To, hey, listen, I'm trying to think of... I'll do it quickly, it's boring. I'm, yeah, oh, My exactly. attention is not held. I'm trying to... I'm trying to you don't, you're not very good at planning ahead, no. 
when you fix that radiator upstairs, yeah. you just did it. You just went at it like without, with no thought, no plan. And I screamed for someone to come. Yeah, in. and help you. Yeah. yeah. And it was leaking, and nobody uh, came because yeah. you were down here listening to a podcast. Yeah. You've got ADHD and can't do anything without right. listening okay. to a yeah, pod. Yeah, go on, so go on, go on. I find it difficult to organise myself or a task. No, I think I'm well organised. No, I no, have you're list. not. Never, rarely, sometimes, often. I don't often find it difficult to organise myself. Well, because you do. Look, at, I've got a, I've got a running order. I've got cuttings. Yes, you're fine at organising things. That rarely. The same. <laughs> Question three, I find it difficult to remember appointments. Uh, yes. That does happen. Yeah, it does happen. Like when it? Henry and Jemima rang the doorbell. Well, that was my Hello, fault too. and they were holding a bottle of wine. Yeah. If a task or project requires a lot of thought, I'll often delay in getting it started. I don't think that is true of me. No, you're pretty good. But, but what I, well, the point I do want to make, and I want you to not interrupt me, okay? The point I do want to make is that... Um, Bored now. do the same tasks over and over again if something new requires are you complaining about our sex life (laughs) if i would ever shake it up for just a fucking minute i find it difficult to sit still and often fidget or squirm it's not true it was fucking uncomfortable at that play we went to the play that goes wrong they're in the theatre, but the theatre's boring. Everyone knows the theatre's boring. I find it difficult to sit still and often fidget or squirm. Do I squirm? Do I fidget, Ben, when we do the podcast? Yeah. No! Fuck off the pair of you! Yeah, and, or and, often you, or very and when often? you're like often, and you also, if you're on the phone or doing anything, you have to get up and walk up and down. Everyone does that. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. All men walk around in circles while no, they're they on the don't. phone with the cord, twiddling the cord. No? Okay, I'm going to put often, but not very often because I... mm-hmm. they're going to send me free amphetamines. No, they're not. What's that? Pain. Ooh, James Maris reacted to my B-reel. Sorry, what are we focusing on? Uh, uh, this. I would describe myself as being on the go and feel compelled to do things as if driven by a motor. No! I find it hard to remain focused in group settings. Yes. What? <laughs> I'm focused on this. Okay. Question eight. My mind feels very cluttered and it's hard for me to concentrate on one thing at a time. Um. No, come on. No, you. No, no, I would say no to that because what you do is you can't concentrate on more than one thing at a time. Because I'm a bloke. You always tell me that women can concentrate on lots of things. No, no, no. That's the media. T- I never say that. I'm, I'm, like when your mum phoned and you thought it might be to do with her birthday celebration before the podcast. And I said, deal with it, deal with it. Because I can't bear to do this podcast without knowing whether your mum's coming for dinner tomorrow. And you are happy to compartmentalise it. I yeah. just need to get things done in a linear way because yeah. I'm not no, ADHD. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. You are unable to prioritise is what you are unable to do. Absolutely incapable of prioritising anything. You can't say, this is more important than that. Well, do I not like that? Do you want to... Who's going to read the results? Me. Oh, God! Just... <laughs> hey, you diesels! Have it just... The headlines there being... Your results are highly consistent with ADHD. We recommend speaking to a healthcare professional. That's quite strong. Yeah. Low, medium, problem. So my, my, you are, your results are highly consistent with ADHD. I seem to have a 35 mm-hmm. is my score. Low, medium probability is 0 to 28. High probability is 29 to 48. We recommend speaking to a healthcare professional. Mm-hmm. You can speak to your GP or call us free, confidential talk. Spend money, buy drugs. <laughs> Is what they're saying. So basically, they, they massively think I've got ADHD. Yeah. Do, you, do you honestly think I've got ADHD? I think you're an ADHD type person. But I, see, yes. I think it doesn't fucking exist. I'm just impatient. And Yeah. And yeah. But, yeah. ready. Yeah. We're going to see if my wife is ADHD. Question one. I find it difficult finishing a task or project. Yes. Very often. Very You've often. never finished anything, right? Yeah, very often. I find it difficult to organise myself for a task. Um, often. I find it difficult to remember appointments. Rarely. 
If a task or project requires a lot of thought, I'll often delay getting it started. Yeah, very often. I find it difficult to sit still and often fidget or squirm. Really? Yeah, no, you sit still for ages, <laughs> making faces at me. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe myself as being on the go and feel compelled to do things as if driven by a motor. Rarely. Rarely. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to remain focused in group settings. Um, Can I just say nobody, nobody is able to focus in group settings. Often, yeah. Everybody hates meetings. Everybody hated school classroom Mm -hmm. everybody loved break time or pe or something about it some people like doing exams nobody liked the group i would say often yeah often in group settings my mind feels very cluttered and it's hard for me to concentrate on one thing at a time really really i'll be fucked off if you're not if it says you're not adhd i make decisions quickly and fail to think of the consequences really I make decisions quickly, but I've, I've thought about what's going to happen. I am next. often irritable with a short fuse. Rarely. No, not rarely. No, I'm not irritable. More than yes, you no, are. I'm no, I'm not. If there's a sometimes, then sometimes. Yeah. I'm often irritable. You're sometimes irritable. Fine, fine. I would, I would I've accept got more that. To be irritated about. No, you haven't. Sometimes. I have mood swings. Sometimes feeling quite high, other times quite low. No. Yes. No, rarely. What? <laughs> okay, you're not. Okay, I'm just thinking. Sorry. I'm just uh, thinking. Uh, my wife, who I live with, is she moody? Is no, she she's moody? Not. Do I pay no. much attention to? I'm no, not good not in a group moody. scenario. No, I don't you're really not. Know. You don't and I find it hard to listen to what people are saying to me. Exactly. I'm going to put often. No. I have mood swings. Sometimes feeling quite high, other times low. Okay, rarely. Rarely. Thank you. All right, rarely. I often miss what is being said to me in conversation. Rarely. It's going to fucking say you're okay. Your results are not consistent with ADHD. <laughs> That's fucking outrageous. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free. Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Basil Fawlty's back. Yeah, oh, God. What do you think about that? Basil Fawlty's back. Uh, John just, Cleese has said he's, he's got together with Rob Reiner, actual producer of When Harry Met Sally and Proper Stuff. But the thing is that Americans have a, have a very, very, <laughs> very weak grasp of whether British people are actually funny or not. They just hear their British accents and they think that's funny or interesting. Just like I am enthralled to any American. I think any American is incredibly glamorous. Mm. I just do. Um, but and, and and Americans think all Reginald people... D. Hunter 
Oh, it's basically yeah. funny because of his voice. I know. I Very deep him. voice, but this great sort of southern accent. And yeah. if I said the things that he said, nobody would laugh. I know, because nobody laughs at anything I say. So the whole thing about Faulty Towers, which was funny, um, or, or sort of a good sitcom, was that there were only 12, you know? And the, the, right. the legend built up around it because there were only 12. But also, Cleese, he had that alimony tour, mm-hmm. you know? He, he's, 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 he's obviously bringing it back for the money. But is this going to be funny this time around? Apparently, he's going to deal with, um, you know, it says here he's going to deal with all the irritations of the modern world. Whereas we know that he's massive anti-woke. He wrote, he, he, I wrote a column a couple of years ago when, when Cleese said he'd come back to London and it didn't seem like a British city anymore. Mm. Which sounded a little bit... It's what people call on the internet dog whistle racism, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, but I thought... You weren't making a note, is that just shopping? Down, or... I know, I've written... <laughs> <laughs> just bored with your R- ADHD R- of me talking. Ritalin, yeah. Not... <laughs> no, I wrote down um, Connie Booth. Yes! Great, sexy woman. I was going to say great... She was the sexy... I thought you were going to say great feminist point. <laughs> no, well, no, you make a good point. The funny thing, I think the funny thing about... Faulty Towers, Manuel, who was yeah. a—he wasn't a racist caricature. He was a funny caricature in the days when it was we could find the Spanish funny and they could find us funny. Yeah. You couldn't have a foreigner played by an Englishman with a moustache now. You just yeah. couldn't. Um, but he was funny. Uh, Prunella Scales was incredibly, incredibly funny. Uh, uh, Connie Booth was incredibly who, co- who co-wrote it. Who co-wrote it was incredibly funny. The ensemble was funny. He just ran around shouting with his long dangly legs, and I yeah. don't think was funny. I think that with those shows. I, I think there is, you know, for example, so Ben, so ben Elton and Richard Curtis, who wrote um, Blackadder together. Richard Curtis, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a great beloved national treasure, but his writing on its own is a little bit trad, saccharine, sentimental, isn't it? Um, ben Elton is more fiery and, and sort of interesting, but together they had this amazing sort of alchemy where, that produced Blackadder. Well, cause, because, and, no, because, so, because Ben Elton is anarchy. Right. Uh, uh, and in everything he does, whether the way he did his stand-up, the way he does everything, his humour, his rat-a-tat-tat is just yeah. anarchy. Mm-hmm. And Richard Curtis is establishment. Yeah. I mean, four weddings and a funeral, in a quite a triggering way for me, who doesn't have any mates and didn't go to any weddings, four weddings and a funeral came about... <laughs> too busy going... In a field on your own, just going round and round. Driving a tractor, what noise is that? It's your ADHD. That's the ADHD noise. Um, the, uh, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> I'm not very good in these group situations. What did he say to me? You lost your train of thought. No, no, but my mind feels cluttered. I just can't... Four weddings and a funeral. Yes, four weddings and a funeral was was was. He said he got the idea for it because he had one of the. He said, you know, I had one of the, for three years. I just went had a wedding every, every in the summer. I had a wedding every weekend. Yeah. He went to a hundred weddings. So Ben Elton didn't. So my so my point is, is this going to work? No, because we, because who like who knows? While you talk, which is very interesting, I'm going to. Use the you're you're just going to quickly butter the kitchen services. John Cleese alert. People think that, but, yeah. but that Faulty Towers was just John Cleese. It wasn't. It was an ensemble cast and half written, probably, I don't know, maybe mostly written by Connie Booth. Who knows? It's Faulty Towers is more than John Cleese. And John Cleese is, I mean, he's just not very funny, is he? No, but I mean, look, the sitcom, I suppose, is. Look, here's what I think. What do you think? No, well, here's what I think in terms of a column. Yeah. And I genuinely think it could be a column. And it's yeah. an easy, nice listicle because my columns have all been a bit, have all been very ranty for the okay. last bit. If they're bringing back Faulty Towers, what about these other 19s? Because he's going to... The Faulty Towers in the modern world, and he's going to... What about these other 1970s sitcoms? Okay. Like, It Ain't Half Hot Mom. <gasps> Would you remember this? It Ain't Half Hot Mom, you know, where... With that shouting man with a moustache. With Windsor Davis with the shouting moustache, and lots of homophobia, and I think there was an element of 
Blackface? Was there? Dad's Army, Citizen Smith. Might be called. You, these are all going to be before your time. No, Citizen Smith was Richard Beckinsale, wasn't it? No, it oh, was right. Richard. Oh no, no, wait, 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 wait! It was that handsome man. Yes, who is Robert that? Lindsay? Robert Lindsay. Is he handsome? Oh, he's so handsome. He is handsome. Robert Lindsay. He's dishy. So dishy. Um, Robert Lindsay. Uh, he was Citizen Smith, so you could do, and he was power yeah. to the people and the, t- the, right. pop, pop, the tooting popular liberation front or something. So the Corbyn, you know, you could do what would Citizen? What would he be? Terry and June. Updated seventy sitcoms. Yeah. I love Rising Damp. Rising Damp, what was the name of that man who played that with the pointy nose? Who was the lad? Was he also in that sitcom where the man leaves all his clothes on the beach and then runs into the sea? The Rise and Fall of Reginald Perry. Reginald Perry. Fall and Rise of Reginald Perry. Was that also Lord of That was Lord of Does he actually walk into the sea at the end? It's in the credits at the beginning, he fakes his own death and leaves a pile of clothes. Well, because he hates his job, right? Sort of, I think so. So, right, yeah. Okay, so who would they be now? Who would Terry and June be now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really funny. Is that funny? Yeah. Um, What was that one set in the hospital? Happiness? No. Uh, Do you remember that? Only When I Laugh. Only When I Laugh. That was really good. I quite liked it. Yeah, and they wore those black. And you never find out what was wrong with them, why they were in hospital. And why they were in hospital for so long. Because there's no way. So, obviously, the immediate joke with Only When I Laugh is like. The NHS. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just the NHS, exactly. Like. You could have a sitcom where people used up a, a hospital bed for like months on end, and in this one they'd all be in a corridor on a trolley. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's not very funny. No, it's not funny, but it's um, uh, but it's completely accurate. Uh, other sitcoms, The Good Life. Porridge was brilliant. Forty Towers was brilliant. They were brilliant, perfect sitcoms, and things like Bless This House was not. Let me tell you why this is going to be a great column. Is because everybody fucking loves a nostalgia column, right? Yeah. I wrote a piece about Zennials. About the the, the the no, it's not a generation, but it's kind of a micro generation between Gen X and 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 millennials. And it was fine. I'm a perfectly good writer, and blah, but I I had a list of things that mark you out as a zennial, right? And it's like you remember your best friend's phone number, you've made a phone call from a, you've reversed the charges on a phone, all of those things. And people went absolutely crack. I went on Radio New Zealand because they were absolutely crackers for this. And it's a nostalgia piece. What you're writing there is a nostalgia piece. New Zealand still hasn't changed in 40 years. They still have dial-up phones, dial-up broadband. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dial-up internet. Everything's powered by dolphins. But I think that... That's quite funny. And the only problem is I don't want to go... Richard Littlejohn type of column on that would be... He thinks it's okay to be sexist and racist, and the world's gone woke crazy, and it, it needs to not well, be. Well, then you have to kind of you. I think you should. You can do the first bit. Your kind of intro can be. You know, the problems with doing uh, faulty towers at the moment is that it's it's sort of racist and sexist. Although, I mean, he's only making jokes about the Germans, and we still make jokes about the Germans, there's and that's probably, fine. There's probably. What would it be now? Don't mention the war. What would it? What would be the? Well, it's still don't mention the war, isn't it? I think it would be funny. I think it would be funny. You could do it. You could do it in your intro. These are the these are the problems that people say with with, with faulty towers. And then you just bring back the greatest hits. You don't don't just don't bring back the ones that that relied on sort of racist tropes because they weren't they weren't that popular or funny at the time, and they're not anymore. I want to I want to do a thing about composting humans because I'm really into compost and weeing on my compost, okay, and I want to know whether it's okay right. to sort of lob okay. your nan. In can the... you can you please just pick the one? That, can you prioritise the one that you like most out of that list, and then we'll do one more? Okay. Have you got a problem with concentrating? Do you find this group situation no, I difficult? No, we and I'm really hungry. Okay, and I, and I've been talking for an You've hour. You've got to and stop sitting limit. facing the clock because you, the clock is an artificial no, I, thing. No, I, and you're irritable. You were trying to say you weren't irritable. Sorry, my irritable wife is off, but I don't want to start this again. End it, Ben. End it. I'm done.
You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a wireless studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.